go right out the door. I don't know the lyrics off the top of my head anymore. Sup kids, how are you doing today? In a very much a first, potentially, I don't even know why I picked this up. I picked up a small ring which was on my desk and as soon as I started recording, I don't know why. Anyway, in a point in a point which will follow on from the previous podcast. What is this madness? Consistency, conceptual tracking within the show? This doesn't make sense. This isn't yelling at a concrete podcast. But it's fine, I interrupted it by picking up that ring apparently. Anyway, we were discussing with Tanya in a previous episode, which you should go check out, this whole idea about interactions and casual conversations and how your interactions within the world basically have a bigger impact than you probably ever likely realize. But one thing we touched on within that was this idea of people who avoid these interactions overall and how you can't really tell what position anyone is coming from in any encounter you get into at any point in any day, right? And there are people who really struggle to go outside and there are people who really struggle with social interactions and being out in the public. And it got me thinking because I'd already kind of had this thought the other day when I was thinking to myself, Graham, what is the hardest part of going to the gym? Right? So I've been sick. I was ill at the start of the year, the very start of the year. I came back from visiting family over the holidays and I got ill. I got ill. I didn't get COVID. I got, I basically got the cold. I got a cold and it, it led me to a situation where I was very, very sick for about three or four days. And after that, I needed to get back into the flow of, you know, doing life and feeling productive. And what it also did was took a massive impact on my mental health at the time, because I was coming back from the UK, which is obviously visiting family, moving that, coming and returning to a place where I'm quite far away from other people. So I had all these like different things floating in my mind but I also had this overriding feeling that I hadn't exercised in basically maybe a month maybe over a month and I kept telling myself you need to get up and you need to go do things you need to be getting back in the track of things because you you know you've returned from home you're back at work you're back doing things and that is part of that that's part of that consistency and that routine which I basically built for myself within my life and not doing that made me feel like I wasn't participating in my own life as much as I should be I was avoiding my own life which isn't true essentially I was just ill and there was nothing I could really do about that, and I, I know that I know that when I was thinking these things which is why I didn't feel particularly too off the deep end when I was considering it but I was uh, the main crux was I was trying to go to the gym you know I, I, I pay for a gym I run you know two three times a week most weeks and I hadn't been in a month so I was worried about losing the progress I'd made and I was worried about you know how that would impact me overall but I had this barrier and the barrier being the hardest part of going to the gym is going to the gym it's not the effort you put in there it's not the you know the struggle the sweat the aches afterwards to me for myself the hardest part is is physically getting out the door dealing with the interaction to get into the gym 
because that provides essentially like an anxiety barrier. And I've covered this before. I've discussed this slightly before in the podcast, which is, I believe it's called uh, Competing for My Comfort, Comfort Zone or, or, or something along those lines, where I talk about essentially, yeah, in, in any situation, any social situation, any worldly view, anytime anyone is competing or asking me to go and do something, you're competing with the fact that I'm at home, I'm in my own space, I'm safe, and, you know, I'm comfortable. If you haven't aren't offering me something which is more appealing than that, that's what you're competing with. So unless there is a necessity for me to be there, good luck, right? <laughs> that's as simple as I can put it. So when I'm going to the gym and I'm thinking about, oh, hey, I need to get up, I need to go do these things and go experience the world and, and you know, exercise for my own health, etc. It's it's quite a barrier. It's it's quite a barrier, especially right now because I'm I'm in a new situation. I'm in a world which is essentially unfamiliar, and I'm forming these these patterns and these behaviors and these relationships with the world around me. And that's all difficult. That's all difficult. On top of the fact that I know I'm going to go put myself through you know forty minutes of exercise to feel good in some way, to feel healthy, to feel, you know, consistent, to feel like I have stamina to go do other things in the world. And I know I'm going to, there's always, obviously, you know, you rationalize it within your own head. You think to yourself, you know, great, maybe I can eat more when I I do this, or, you know, I won't feel like so dreadful when I go up the stairs, which is all important. It's all important. But it made me think of that, and it made me think of how that is a conversation which we have with ourselves daily. So when I was talking to Tanya, and I was thinking about all those interactions, I it reminded me of so many other things where that is the issue, right? Going to do anything, especially when you're on your own, especially when you've, you know, you're within society as a solo being, you're competing against everything else in the world versus you just being comfortable at home and convenience and the fact that you can be offered things to make your life even more convenient like going to get groceries going to the shop going to to buy milk these are all things which you need to do to have enjoyment in your life to feel you know good because you need food so therefore you need to go get food you need milk on occasion you know whether it's oat milk or whole milk or whatever milk you want i've got two percent going on in the coffee right now um not that my coffee is two percent. I feel like maybe that is a thing. Maybe my coffee would be two percent milk versus what well, I don't know. Anyway, so you know these are all little tasks which you need to do. You might need to go to the shop. You might need to buy cleaning supplies. You might need to have a shower. You might need to look after yourself in some way. They're all tasks which are part of your life to maintain yourself as a you know productive, happy, healthy human being, and competing with that is difficult at times. I think that's something which often gets forgotten for a lot of people. It's 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 right there. So when people get on others about, oh hey, you should you should be doing this. You should be going out, you should be looking at this and you should be exploring this. I I feel like they ignore that. They ignore all of that. Like, let's say you're going to get groceries. You're thinking to yourself, okay, I've got to get groceries. And there's a lot of things which can come into play when you go to do that. You've got to go out. You've got to buy the things. Obviously, you're going to carry those things back. But at the same time, you have to deal with all the chaos situations which could occur going and leading up to that. So stepping out of the house is the very first effort. It's like the barrier. It's As much as it's a barrier you use to keep people 
from coming in, getting you and, you know, doing anything in your space. It's a barrier for yourself, which you set up that you're going to have to go push through to get out. And it, it, it is that simple, I think. I don't know if this affects anyone else. It is that simple. As soon as I step out from the building that I'm in into the public space, I'm instantly not like 100% over that anxiety of going to do something, but my brain clicks to a different pattern. It clicks to a different rationale because it says, okay, we're outside. And now we're outside, we have a to-do. So let's go do the to-do. I had the to-do before. I had the to-do when I was sat on my settee in my underwear, drinking coffee, thinking I should probably go do that. I, you know, I had that thought. But I didn't have to drive, which was needed with that thought. I had to I had to really force my way through that to kind of get there. And when you see people out and about and you think people, oh, that person's really closed off, they don't interact with the world around them, they're missing so much. They're missing everything around them, the vast majesty of everything which goes on in the world. They're missing all of that. How sad. How how regrettable. How Why don't they talk to other people? Because fuck that. It's taken them a lot of effort to get there, guys. It's, it's taken them a perceptual amount of mental thought and struggle for a lot of people i'm not i'm not saying this is everybody in any way shape or form but for a lot of people it's it's a struggle to get up to go do the thing right and that's the first barrier because the first barrier is also a giant pillow so when you step into it you're like oh well i guess i could just stay on this side of the pillow for a while it's not gonna not gonna affect too much if i do that people get on about as well um you know, blocking things out using headphones as a way to kind of block out noise and, and, and how we're a generation which is filled with anxiety. I don't think that's necessarily true. I don't think it's necessarily true that the millennial generation is more anxious than anyone else. I don't think it's necessarily true that, you know, boomers and, and people above us know how to deal with these things. I think it's just more on the surface these days. We're much more honest about how we're feeling. I speak to older people who are in their 50s and 60s, and they share all the same problems, you know? They share all the same anxieties and the same struggles. It's just they were told not to talk about it. You were told that's part of life, and it's unnatural to feel any way wrong, right? <laughs> that wasn't really a formed sentence. But it's unnatural to feel anything different from that. In the same way men are told from a very young age, it is unnatural to feel feelings. These these are things which were just shoved down your throat from an early, early age. And you were made to feel guilty when you didn't experience that. So when we came along and we started having these conversations, it was like, hey, you know what, I make, hate making phone calls. Unless it's completely necessary. Then we were just opening that door. We were opening the door to say, hey, well, maybe maybe the world doesn't run exactly as you think it does. Maybe it doesn't run in the same format. It's, it's just more widely available in the same way that information is more widely available, in the same way the news is more widely available. The world isn't particularly worse off violence-wise than it was 20, 30 years ago. In fact, it's much better off. It's just that the news needs something to put on your screens at night to make you watch. And it just so happens that as a human being, we're, we're what's the word, morbidly curious whether we want to admit it or not. We just are. It's the same reason we love gossip. It's the same reason we want to know why Jill down the street is no longer going out of her house. Is it because she's pregnant? Is it because she's fallen? Does her husband beat her? We have this morbid curiosity. It's none of our business. 
and yet we're sat there, you know, twitching at the curtains, thinking, oh, what's going on over there? And then we just stop saying words, and we just start mumbling to ourselves, or at least I do, <laughs> when I'm considering the world around me. I didn't know really what I wanted to say with this this episode. It just it was a trailing thought which came off the previous episode, and I, I don't even know if I have advice. Right? I don't even know if I have advice. I think I think maybe I do. Maybe I have advice for you. Maybe maybe I can offer some insight as someone who goes and does things. I feel like I would write that on my business card as, as Graham Graham Cooling, yelling at concrete goes and does things except when people meet me i tell them i don't do anything that's my default what do you do nothing i don't do anything i'm not responsible for anything i have no you know responsibilities in my life. well my life's full of responsibilities i've got numerous responsibilities i just maybe i'm ignoring maybe i'm not but i go and do things so the question then becomes graham how did you convince yourself to go and do the things which is a big question so like the gym, right? The gym, I think, is a unique one comparative to the rest. Because the gym is coupled to so many other emotions. It's coupled to so many other things like body confidence and health confidence and mental health and the pressures of society. So I'm going to kind of ignore that one just for a brief moment. And we're going to talk about other things. So how do I go convince myself to go get groceries? How do I convince myself to go shopping in any way, shape or form. 20 times this last two months, I've had to convince myself to go shopping because I needed something for the house, for the kitchen, for the living room, something which is required to live within a level of comfort. You know, I need to go buy a utensil, which I forgot I didn't have, uh, a plate. I bought plates, guys, I bought plates. You can go back and watch the, the previous podcast where I talk about buying plates, but I, I finally bought plates. So how, how do I do that? Well. Simply put, I kind of convinced myself that I've been invited, right? Especially with any social situation. So if it's a social situation which is involving, you know, strangers or anything like that, especially if I have an appointment, I've been asked to be there. So it's a real simple out. I, I have an appointment. They asked me to come. I, I checked a box on a time. How did you go to that appointment? Why did you go, you know, why weren't you anxious about going to the bank? I wasn't anxious about going to the bank because I'd written down on a piece of paper, I'd gone through their processing system and said, hey, on this day and this time, I'm going to be turning up here. Someone, please deal with me. I have the confidence in that, that I am required to be there. Same with making a phone call, which I, uh, someone's expecting, or having a meeting at work, right? I'm intentionally there. They're paying me to be there. They're asking for my time, my space, and my voice. So therefore, I'm going to go turn up and do it. Obviously, life's not filled in those situations. Other times, it's things you want, things you require. So I like going to go out and buy things. I think there's a very important line to remember, which came up in the previous episode, which was to remember that you don't know what everyone else is dealing with. And the second side of that is to remember that every single person you meet, whether whether you whether you want to think so or not, every single person you meet, experience with, speak to, is human. Right? They may speak a different language. They may have different mannerisms. They may deal with situations in ways which you don't and they could never. 
but they're all human, which means they have some very basic reactions, which also means they can be spoken to and they can be communicated with. There's, I'm not so holistic to say that we all have this natural bond with each other across the world because we don't. You know, we meet people and we instantly dislike them. That's just a thing. But we can communicate with each other one way or another, even when we know we can't use words. Which means every situation you end up in, regardless of how anxiety-inducing it is, there will be some level of communication. And you can step away from any of those situations at any point in time you want. I found great value in when I'm in a situation where I'm high anxious or when I'm in a situation where I'm uncomfortable of just playing the idiot, right? If you're dealing with governments and you're dealing with uh, anything official, when you go and you have your form and you've you know filled out your form and you're worried about your form going through, I've been through airports multiple times this last year. Um, I've dealt with visa applications and everything like that. It's easier just to go in with the expectation of, I have these forms, I was asked to fill out these forms, I'm here for the appointment because they asked me to come for the appointment. If you're wrong, you're wrong, so be it. Get the form back and fill it out, but ask, ask the questions you know ask the dumb questions have i filled this out right is this correct what do i do in this situation even if it seems like a stupid obvious question you know you go into buy paint and you sat there going is this paint i don't know guys is this paint i'm pretty i'm i just want to confirm that this is paint <laughs> the value in being dumb in these situations is so high because it triggers this natural thing within someone which isn't that they want to help you necessarily some people they have a natural empathy they want to help you it's not that they want to help you necessarily but they'd love to appear smarter than you everyone wants to appear smarter than the next person so they'll instantly tell you yes that's pain doesn't matter if they're sarcastic about it doesn't matter if they're a dick about it they have confirmed what you want to know and therefore you no longer need to be anxious about buying pain you can just go through life Every coffee shop in the world has a different system of dealing with one thing or another and dealing with how to order coffee and the things they all sell. So why not be dumb in that situation? Right? Why not be dumb? Why not just walk in and, and you know ask if you can have what you want to have? And if they ask you something and you don't know how to respond to it, you just ask them, is that important to the order? You know, Do I have to have that? I've been in a few shops now where... <laughs> They asked me something, and I've literally just had to say to them, "Is like, is that something I need? Is that is that relevant to what I'm to what I'm buying?" And no, it wasn't. It was just their job is to ask you, so they ask you, which is they're fulfilling their part of the bargain, and they're being paid to fulfill that part of the bargain. You, on the other hand, are just some random off the street. All I'm saying is, these situations which we put ourselves into are easier dealt with than you may think. And people generally respond to simple questions quite well. And with not necessarily a friendly manner, but a neutral stance. And if they don't, then so be it. They might get a little angry, in which case you can remove yourself from that situation. They're not a person you really want to deal with. And I understand that getting out of the door is the first barrier. The hardest part of doing anything is getting over that threshold. The hardest part of, you know, going to the gym, going to the grocery store, making a change within your life, starting a painting, acting, making food. The hardest part is getting up and going doing that thing. And once you're past that, everything else gets a lot easier. And oftentimes, a lot of stuff just kind of falls into place. 
So don't focus on the task on the other side of it. Focus on the initial. Yeah. Focus on the fact that you can get dressed. That's a simple task. You can do it. Focus on the fact you can get out of bed. It's a simple task and you can do it. Focus on the fact that you want to stand up. They, they seem small. But they all add up into one greater thing. And if you can tick away at those little tasks in your head, you'll have much more success. Come out on the other side of the door. And then once you're on the other side, your brain will pick up on that. And it'll say to you, we're outside. We got this far. We may as well go do the rest. But something to think about. Not sure if that made too much sense. But I sat down and recorded the podcast, didn't I? Let me know in the comments if this is something you're experiencing. I'll talk to you guys later.